Okay. This is the Average Fellas Podcast. I hope you got your coffee ready. Let's talk some business. I had a vision of success and where I wanted to be. And I had never, I had never owned my own business. I had never worked for myself. And when I was ready, I told him, you know, I'm sorry I had to leave your company, but I need to start my own, my own dream. Because it's a business. We're a business too. Right. Like, invest in yourself. You know, don't, don't just... I mean, they replaced the refrigerator with, like, one of those fancy coffee makers. Hey, welcome to the Average Fells Podcast. I'm your host, Zodi Zach, coming to you live all the way from Riverside, California, on another beautiful Monday morning, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, that's right. It's Monday morning, and I'm drinking my coffee in the studio today. I mean studio, I mean my living room. <laughs> uh, check the website out, www.averagefellows.com. You can pick up your bag of specialty craft roast coffee. We've got a 12-ounce bag for $14.99 plus a shipping fee. We'll send that directly to your door. Specialty craft roast coffee with notes of honey, fig, and tobacco. Ooh, I love this stuff. It's delicious. Uh, yeah, drop by the website, www.averagefellows.com. Hey, if you need a simple graphic, if you need a website built for you, if you need someone to do product photos for your product or for your services, let me know. Check out our website. We have uh, a page there, uh, Web Solutions, and there's a list of services that we offer for small businesses, nonprofits, freelancers. If you need someone who has the creative know-how, we are <laughs> the guys to go to. So check it out, www.averagefellows.com. All right, I think I got through it all. Hey, today's episode is going to be a little different, all right? Today, I want to try something a little a little out of the box for me, okay? So maybe it's not a little out of the box. I've done some solo podcasts in the back, but I really think that this might start taking the form of the podcast and then just really starting to focus more on business interviews. So um, it's, 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 it's getting to become uh, very laborious to continue to push out more podcasts and find more guests. And so I think the best thing that I can do is to provide value in the way of explaining some of the knowledge or some of the resources that I use for my own small business for my website uh, for you the listeners uh, if you're a small business or if you're a nonprofit if you're a uh, you know independent artist and you need to get a website going you need to get yourself out there you need to market yourself you need a home base uh, I'm going to show you I'm going to tell you I'm going to share with you some of the things that I use the tools that I use the resources that I use to build out my small business my website okay and um one of the tools that I that I use in, in building out my website is, uh, you know, vocabulary, learning how to use a computer, right? Learning what things do on the internet. And I know this sounds strange, but uh, for those of us millennials, we've grown up on the internet. We've been around the internet our entire lives. You know, I remember, man, 96, 95 being in the public library on the computer looking at the White House for the first time on the internet and doing these little like step-by-step photo things you'd click next and then the next photo would load and it would take a minute and you had to schedule like a 45 minute block at the library because there wasn't enough computers for everybody right so you would schedule your 45 minute block you had to know the website right because back then you know, Yahoo search was whack. All right. <laughs> it wasn't really great. <laughs> I'm trying to think what else was out there. What else was this? I don't remember Google. I just remember Yahoo way back in the day. Um, no, Mo- wasn't Yahoo. No, Mo- monster was, that was, that was a job thing. I wasn't it. Um, anyways. So yeah, I remember, I remember that was like, for me, Yahoo was sort of the, the beginning to the internet for me. I remember getting these discs in the mail where you would load it onto your computer and you would get 10,000 free hours, but you had 30 hours to use your 10,000 free hours. And so you had basically one free month to use the internet. So, um, 
I would use, I would use those and I would get on the internet. My mom and dad didn't know how to use the internet and I would just get lost on there. And I remember the, the first time we ever got a home computer, I didn't know what I was doing. I was actually deleting the operating system files and I had no idea what, what I was doing. Um, and so I ultimately destroyed our computer because I deleted half the operating system. I didn't know this is way back in this is like 93 at this point when we got our first home computer. Okay. And ever since then, my parents were like, you're not going to touch the computer. And so, I mean, this is a big purchase for us growing up in a Mexican household. Like you didn't, you didn't get to use a computer. Um, you were, it was like, you only used it for school and that was it. It was a prized tool and you only used it for your education or you only used it to, you know, maybe my mom used it to like pay a bill or to like email somebody. Right for official documents or something. So we weren't allowed to use a computer. And it wasn't until I was, I want to say in junior high that we finally, my mom and dad finally realized that we needed to use it for school because we were starting to take computer lit classes. We were starting to do our homework that needed to be typed. And it was in junior high that I started to really fall in love with uh, websites, started to fall in love with the internet. And I remember having a MySpace early days. You would get a rock.com email with your MySpace back in the early days of it. I remember um, that popping up. And even before MySpace, like you, I mean, I had, I had my own, I had, I had an email address and, and, you know, I would search like a guitar, guitar websites. And these were, these are old school guitar websites and MX tabs. Um, Some of you guys may know them. I think they turned into ultimate guitar, like resource or something like that. I can't remember. And then, um, so it, it, the, the old school websites from the nineties, early two thousands, um, you know, a lot of GoDaddy stuff, you know, just a lot of really, really weird looking websites stuck in the nineties, um, still to this day that people are using. So over the years, you know, I start playing music. I start wanting to record and videotape myself, you know, back in the day we'd use videotapes and then we'd have to convert the videotape into a digital signal. And then from a digital, you'd put it onto the computer. And then my friend Ferguson had a Mac. And so we we're like, Oh my God, we can edit videos now. Right. So he started getting into video production heavily. Same time I was into music. So, you know, I thought, wow, if I could learn how to capture myself, I can do a lot with this. You know, this is the same time that MySpace is taking off. Right. So we're in bands and we're starting to post our our music. We're trying to record our music and put it on the internet. You know, teenagers in high school, the internet is finally like, we're becoming aware of how to use the internet. You know, wow, if we can somehow get our music on MySpace, we can get recognized. Like, look at some of these other bands are starting to have success. And we started seeing a lot of bands grow from a garage um, to becoming huge successes because they were able to utilize their creativity to produce themselves, right? And so it really kind of became a mission of mine. If I can learn the raw skills to produce myself, then I can become valuable, right? I can, I can show I can polish my own self and become valuable. So that's what I originally thought. That's originally what the plan was with the internet for me. Okay. And so I started, started diving deep and learning the raw skills, how to record my audio, started learning how to use a camera. You know, I, I took, I took photography classes. I took yearbook. I got my hands in as many creative things as possible. I did music for the church. I ran the AV stuff for the church. You know, I started working with, uh, with more nonprofits and they needed people that had skills to record a nice video. Right. So here I am. I'm like, okay, well, this starts to, this starts to translate for me. Right. It starts to become 
uh, necessary that I build out a website to offer packages for photography and video. And this is early days of Squarespace. This is f five, eight years ago now. I can't remember. And I built out this website on Squarespace. I start taking payment with a square reader. I'm able to do, you know, packages where I'll take, you know, 300 pictures and a video of you guys and I'll put it on a thumb drive and I'll give it to you. Or we can, you know, pick 10 pictures. We could have them developed and I can take them to you, whatever, right? I start doing business as a photographer and I start was able to take payment with credit card. Okay, that made it even easier easier for people to hire me because I was at the wedding. I can get payment at the wedding if I needed to, right? So it, it things figuring these little things out became useful to me, right? And over time I'm like, oh my God, I have this skill set that is kind of strange, but I can produce a business website. Okay. And so today I want to go over some of the tips that um you know some things that I've learned over the years and some of the some of the stuff that the knowledge that I think is useful for a small business and for a, a, a startup, you know, and it's something simple like a URL. And I know you're thinking, oh my gosh, everybody knows what a URL, it's a web address. The URL, what it really stands for, or what it stands for is uni uniform resource locator. Okay. It's a simple little thing to remember. It's exactly what it sounds like. The URL, all it does, it's, it's an address and basically it's the address to a unique resource on the internet. Okay. I want you to think of it that way. It has a basically like your own home with the home that you live in. You have an address, right? This is exactly what I did on the Jamboard on our YouTube channel. Go check out the YouTube channel. I did a Jamboard session where I, I kind of gave you a simple theory of how to use a URL and how to, how that assists in web traffic. Okay. Why, why it's important to be using this URL and linking at different places why it's important to be listing it in different places. So check that out on the YouTube channel. But what the URL does is it points us to this unique resource, right? This unique resource, which would be my website and all the pages within my website, okay, those serve functions. Those actually do things, okay? I have a portfolio in one part of my website. I have a podcasting part of my website. I have a part where you can buy coffee on my website, right? All these little functions do things. And if I put this URL, if I list this link in the right place, people click on it, people find your page, people interface with your page, all right? Web traffic is a huge thing. Okay, there's so many little parts to the funnel. There's so many parts to the to to how a customer clicks on your website. There's so many little pieces to the puzzle that as a web designer, as a graphic designer, as a a UI or a UX designer, those are all user interface and uh, um, user experience design. All these types of these types of functions and how it feels to the the user, right? It all matters. So so. Let's get into it. Let's get into the nitty gritty of the URL, okay? Um, before we get into that, though, real quick, you should, I, I recommend using Google Sites to build your first website, okay? As an amateur web designer, um, you know, myself, I'm not a professional. I didn't go to college for this, right? I've just been on the internet long enough to look at things and to see what looks good and what doesn't look good. And I feel like I crafted a pretty decent website compared to, you know, what I've seen out there on the internet. So, and it functions well. It, it serves a purpose and, and it, it, it does well. Okay. So the, the, what, what, 
what I want, so I recommend using Google Sites. Like I said, it's an easy to use website platform um, builder, you know, web, web building platform. And you can create multiple websites under the same Google account, all right? So I have three or four different websites that I'm working on right now. Only one of them's live, but the other ones I've been crafting for a while, putting content together for them. So that way when I launch it, it's ready to go, you know? And I'm able to do that in Google Sites. I'm able to pull up five or six different websites that I've been building for clients, for myself, you know? The cool thing about it is that if I build one out for a client, I can copy the entire website, send it to their profile, give it to them, now they have it and then they can point their URL to it. So check out Google sites. It's a cool, it's free. It's a free resource. It's easy to build on, you know, and I'm, you know, I'm becoming even more and more, uh, um, proficient in, in, in using, using this platform. So if you have any questions, let me know. I'd definitely be glad to help you if you're going to be launching your website on Google sites. Okay. So what is your URL? So the, the URL basically, I guess, uh, from a non-coding side of it, it's the human readable text that we can that we can read that we can put in 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 a search bar. Okay, so if you have no idea what computers do and how they work, this is for you. Okay, so the the, the web address that you can put in the search bar is the readable text that humans can see, right? And this is replaced though on the computer side. The computer sees a bunch of it sees an IP address. The computer gets like a bunch of coded numbers. Okay. And we don't remember those things. So we need domain names. We need domain names and subfolders, web addresses, URLs, averagefellows.com forward slash coffee store. Okay. We need those because we can recognize those. And it's important that when you think about your website and you think about your URL, you think about your domain, what you what it's gonna be, right? I have average fellas at cheap I have averagefellas.com, right? And that's important because this can help in your rankings. This can help in how people find you. Remember the idea on what for the idea what web traffic is to be found easily. To be as to be found as easily as possible. Okay, that's what you want. You want to be found as organically and as easy as possible. You need to make it easy to be seen. And so the URL, the web address, is very important for that. This is how we assist our web traffic because what does the URL do? It points to a unique resource, right? It, it points us to our, our website. And that's unique to me because I need, I need I got stuff on there that needs to get moving. You know what I'm saying? So what, what how do where are we going to list this at now? Uh, on, on my YouTube video, I told you in your Facebook content, you can list URLs, you can, and web addresses. You could, you could put those links in the content themselves in the content on Twitter. You can do that as well. Okay. Every podcast episode that I post, I include those links on those, on my YouTube videos in the description. I can, I, I, I use that URL or those links to those different pages, right? That's important. Okay. Be easy to find list that web address, copy, highlight it, copy, all right, and then paste it in that, in that part of your description or in your bio, even on, even on Instagram, you can put that link in your bio to send people in in, in the content you put, Hey, link in the bio, right? So where you list that matters and how many times you list it matters. Okay. So the reason why podcasts are really important, this is, uh, this is, I'm going to spill the beans on this. So people out there who are wanting to, you know, get YouTube famous and stuff here is how it works. When I post an episode, solving a problem like this one, I'm going to put how to use a URL web traffic 101, right? That's what I'm going to tag it as people are going to be looking on Google. What do, how do I use my URL, you know, for web traffic, right? They're going to be Googling that. And one day, I don't know, I don't know how many times 
my website or my my podcast episode is going to be found on the Google, right? The Google machine is going to recommend, hey, listen to this. This this is the answer to what you were looking for because I've crafted the content to solve a problem. How can you use your URL? And I'm telling you, right? I'm telling you why it matters. I'm telling you what it does. I'm telling you how you can use it. Okay. You can use it in YouTube. You can list it in the about part of your page. You can list it in, uh, uh, for Google, right? So, um, if you're, you got a website, your small business or a nonprofit, get your website listed on Google. Okay. They will give you a little spot there that people can click to send you to your website. Be easily found, you know, get your URL listed Get your web address listed in as many directories as possible. I even have a listing in, um, oh gosh, man, what's that called for the movies? Um, I forget the name of that app. I can't remember it. I'm trying. Let me let me see if I can figure this out real quick. I have a I have a. Um, oh my goodness! It's for it's like when you want to find out like what an actor's done, like. Clint Eastwood. Uh, his IMB, IMDB, right? I even have a listing in IMDB. Why did I do that? Because the more time my URL, my web address is listed in these directories, the easier it is to string along this sort of network of web traffic, right? It assists in getting moving people, funneling people to my content, right? So if I'm listed on Google as a business, I'm listed in IMDB, right? As content, as a show. I'm listed on, uh, and obviously in Facebook and Instagram and on Twitter and on YouTube and all the podcast episodes that I publish, right? Podcast episodes, I'm in like nine or 10 different directories. So Imagine that, right? So if I upload one podcast and I'm in, I'm, I'm actually in 12 different directories, that URL gets listed in 12 different directories. That increases my odds of people clicking their URL, finding their way back to my website, right? So um, that's why it's important for you to understand how, if you're a small business or if you're a nonprofit, incorporating these links in your content, incorporating these links, uh, and, and getting your, getting your business, getting your website, getting it listed in other places, right? Right now I've been working with other businesses, other small, small businesses, nonprofits. If I can do a, if I can do a podcast for them, right? It would, how does it benefit the person that I do the podcast for, right? If I do, if I do a podcast for a small business, this is how it benefits them. It allows them to increase their web presence. Okay. So if you're a small business, you're a bug guy and you kill bugs and you have a website, ikillbugs.com. Right. I'm sure that's a probably already listed. Somebody probably already has that. I just give them free, <laughs> just give them a free promotion right now. Um, ikillbugs.com. Right. And I do a podcast with them and I say, Hey man, what's the best way to get rid of roaches? And they tell me, this is the best way to get rid of pesky roaches. On that podcast episode, I'm going to put get rid of pesky roaches and then I'm going to put the business name in parentheses, okay? So when somebody Googles, I'm also going to put a location, Riverside County. I'm also going to put California. I'm also going to add more of these keywords into it to give a location based, right? To try and get Google to recognize it as this area of service. Okay. And it all goes into the meta tagging and how you tag that content, right? 
and how you list your links in that, how you list your URL, because what's gonna happen is someone's gonna find that podcast somewhere. I listed the URL of the cu- of the person that I did the podcast with, the bug guy, 1-800-I-Kill-Bugs, whatever. I listed their web URL in that podcast now, right? So when they, so somebody in Riverside County says, hey man, I need to get rid of pesky roaches on Google. What's gonna come up? They might see three or four different companies and they'll see an episode. They'll see a podcast episode of a local business. They'll see a lot. They'll see ikillroaches.com, a local business in Riverside County on this podcast. Now they can listen to the business owner tell the story about the business. They can become more familiar with that person. They're more engaged with that client. They're more inclined to do business with that person now, right? And guess what? I conveniently listed the URL in the description of the podcast. So that way that client can go to that business, that nonprofit for their services, right? That's how, that's how, that's, this, these, these are small little things that, that you, that we need to be aware of how, how this kind of, these, all these things build, right? That's only one episode. It's only one episode, right? So if you're a small business, start calling every podcaster that you know, start calling every podcaster, you know, it's like, Hey man, I can, I want to do an interview because then you can get your web address listed on their podcast. It can go out to multiple different, different, you know, different directories on the internet, giving you way more web presence, giving you way more exposure, right? It's all about getting, it's a network. It's a web that you need to continually spin. You need to continue, keep feeding this web and continue to keep sending out the little pieces out there, right? And you need to attach that URL to it to get people to come back to your website. Okay. That's on blog posts are another thing. Blog posts, you can solve problems in blog posts. If you're writing a blog right now in that blog, you, you type, you know, moms, stay at home moms, or I don't know why I said that. That's terrible. Jeez. Stay at home dads, a blog for stay at home dads. There we go. I might do that. That'd be awesome. <laughs> a block for stay-at-home dads, right? And uh, you have answers, man. Like, hey, I'm a stay-at-home dad. I don't know how to change the menu up for my kids, and they don't like to eat. So, you know, say you're a website that provides these types of services. You're a nonprofit for single dads or something like that. Who knows? I don't know. I'm just putting this out there. I'm not trying to make any kind of political statements here. but And you have services. Hey, man, are you... you you just stay at home dad and you don't know what to cook for your kids anymore. Try these five dishes, right? They're going to go looking for those answers. So if you're a small business that knows how to cook, you need to provide those answers for them and you need to tell them where to go to find those answers. And that's where your URL comes in. That's where your web address comes in, right? We need to get those listed on as many places as possible, right? URLs uh, and rankings and how that works on the internet. It's important for your web address, your domain, your URL to be short and sweet, to be understandable, right? Um, sometimes I've seen, I've seen if you've seen a link sometimes pasted where you just get a bunch of gibberish that you don't understand followed by like one or two words that you can't understand, a lot of people find that offensive to look at, right? They just, I look at that link and I'm not going to click it. It doesn't look right. I need a short and simple URL, okay? It's the, it's a, you, you Imagine if I was going to be posting like average fellas, um, coffee in store, right? And I had average fellas, a gajillion bajillion numbers after it, right? You wouldn't really know what it is, but if you see this link, it's like HTTP, uh, colon forward slash forward slash www.averagefellas.com forward slash coffee and store. 
right? That's understandable. I can see that. I can read that. That's recognizable to the users out there on the internet. But what's not understandable is average fellows gajillion, you know, money signs slash forward two, five, seven, eight, 29, 30 dash two, five, you know, that's not, that doesn't look good. So improving your rankings and your, 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 your user experience is important for your, for your links, right? How you, how that looks on the internet it is very, it's important, right? And how Google finds it. So I don't know if for me, the shorter, the better, the simpler, the better. Okay. Averagefellas.com. I wasn't actually, when I first started um, this podcast, I've learned a lot. Okay. I'm definitely going to be doing a lot more. Uh, You're going to see a lot more things happening, but uh, you know, you learn, you learn through experience. That's what I do. I've learned through experience, right? So this, this is like my fifth website that I've built for myself personally. And this one I think is probably where I've learned probably the most about certain functions and features that I need for the experience for the user. So, you know, you learn, you learn to give and take, and that's the same thing with your URL and with your links. You know, when you copy and paste those things and you put them somewhere, make sure they look good. Make sure there's not like a bunch of numbers behind it because no one's going to want to follow that, you know? Um, and like I said, it helps in rankings, right? So the easier it is, the easier your domain is to remember, the simpler, the shorter it is, uh, and, and the more content that you can build around and tag around that web address. So like, so, so for average fellows, right? The more stuff that I can tag coffee with, the more stuff I can tag, tag computers, uh, web design, you know, tech, cameras, that stuff with, right? And the more that I can tag small business, nonprofit with, the more my influence is going to increase in those space and the more Google's going to recommend me in these areas. And you'll start ranking higher over time. You're, you'll start growing. You start seeing that like averagefellows.com used to be on the third page of average fellows when you would search average fellows on Google. But now it's been about six months. I've reached page one. All right. My ranking has changed. I've now taken a space on the internet. I've now taken a block. You know, this is my real estate now, average fellows, coffee, average fellows, you know, uh, average fellows, graphic design, average fellows, podcast, average fellows, small business, all these types of keywords and themes are now being built around averagefellows.com. So I'm starting to build up some real estate web presence, right? That's what you need to do. And linking your URL, linking your web address in your content on all of the directories that you're in helps increase that helps that assist helps facilitate is the infrastructure that you need to get people users to travel through your click funnel right so i hope that helps you guys i hope that i hope that makes sense to you guys all right um you know i i i, I want to do something different here i want to use my experience i want to use my knowledge and how i use these tools for my website and how you can use them for you if you don't have any web knowledge you don't have any experience on the internet this is a place for you, averagefellows.com. Uh, once again, guys, thank you for, so much for listening to the podcast. I really appreciate it. Leave a like, uh, subscribe, review, all those good things. It really helps us rank up in the directories. Uh, and hey, man, I hope we can get uh, we can get some more guests on here. Once again, uh, I'm going to be changing the programming here, all right? We're going to be changing the programming here. I'm going to be doing less... Uh, less artistic ventures with the podcast. And I really want to dial in what I'm going to be doing as far as offering content. I think I'm going to be sticking more to this sort of format where I might be trying to do a little bit of education where I incorporate, you know, 
resources and tools that I use for my website and I explain how I use them and how you can use them. Um, and I also will incorporate, I want to incorporate more, um, just more business designed content. Okay. So that means getting small businesses on and asking about their expertise, asking them what worked for them. Um, and only doing that, right? Um, I know we're doing the Thursday night podcast with Beast Mode Squats where we're talking about Star Bros and Star Wars and stuff. Um, I want to keep that. That's easy to do. That's easy to continue because we're reading through some material right now. We can develop content for that. But pushing out this weekly Monday episode without having a direction as far as like getting multiple guests every week, you know, um, it's, it's, it's starting to get a little taxing with that. So this way I would be able to... Uh, facilitate at least a, a bi, bi-monthly or at least weekly episode uh, where I can share some knowledge, share some skills with you guys. And also, you know, eventually, you know, I can fill in the gaps. And when I book a good guest specifically um, around this niche, small business, uh, web design, um, studio stuff, you know, studio solutions, those that's the niche audience that I really want to get to. Um, that's kind of the direction I want to go with the, with the podcast. So just be on the lookout for that. I'm not sure, man, it's just kind of really up in the air. I got a lot, I got my finger on a lot of things right now. So, um, yeah. So anyways, I got my finger in a lot of things right now. Uh, and so I'm just trying to like figure out the best way to, to manage and, and keep the best content, give you guys the best value to listen to, right? I don't want to just put something out there. I mean, I'm starting to realize, I mean, there's a point in time where you got to realize that you can only do so much, right? And that your skill level can only take you so far. So, uh, I am starting to learn that some of the content that I've done in the past didn't really connect because there wasn't really a place. There wasn't really a tone. There wasn't a market for it. And so I think just being on the internet for the past year now has kind of really kind of taught me that. And so I really want to start focusing more on, trying to doubling down on the niche market here, business, coffee, web solutions, you know, that's kind of the, the niche market there that we're looking for, that I'm looking for, um, small businesses. I want to help these people as clients. I want the podcast to be more than just a, a place for, for me to come interview people and have fun with, but it, it's also a, a, a lead generator for me. You know, I come here and I share my experience as, uh, um, as a, as a, web guru and uh if you're a small business or a nonprofit out there and you need help like you know this is a you can always email us email us at averagefellows at gmail.com and we can help you you know check out the website www.averagefellows.com if you need product photos if you need graphics those kinds of things all those types of stuff like i, I you know had my hand in it for a while now and so i'm really really want to double down on that side of the podcast business and really focus on turning that into something so uh, I really appreciate you guys listening, and I hope uh, I hope you guys have a blessed day, man. Hey, go out there and crush it, all right? If you're doing something, you're living your dream, you're an average fella, go out there and crush it. All right, guys, I'll catch y'all later. Peace out.